The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags and Greg the Barbecue Broker DiGiorgio. Let's talk barbecue. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that you'd normally talk around the pit. As always, I'm joined by the barbecue broker. What's up? What's my dog? How you doing? I'm good. (sighs) What's happening? (sighs) Oh, not much. C-Mac, first in the chat. Hey-o. Log it into the chat. There you go. How's your week? Hot. How's your Father's Day? Happy Father's Day. Busy. Well, we already, we already talked, obviously. <laughs> What'd you cook? Anything exciting? Oh, I did three uh, pork butts. Mm-hmm. Small, you know, like five pounders. Mm-hmm. Three of those. Had a rack of ribs. Okay. Some wings. Okay. Some burgers. Okay. And I had to do, um, do some more pork belly because I needed it for pictures for Dave. Did you use uh, Big Rome's uh, rub on anything? The, the comp saison. Wings yep. and ribs. Okay. I did uh, chicken kebabs with them. Came yeah. out dynamite. Oh, the, the, the color, man, I'm telling you, the color on the ribs. Oh. Dynamite. Oh, they looked really good. Fantastic. I had the opportunity of cooking eight briskets for eight dads on Father's Day. And you, had, you cooked yourself a peanut butter and jelly. And I yeah, basically <laughs> ate uh, Wendy's Wendy's with my son. <laughs> Chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah. A- Anthony actually hung out with me all night. I saw the pictures of him with the uh, the. I taught the that boy how to. I taught that boy at five thirty in the morning how to know when a brisket is ready to be taken off just by the fa- just just by feel. And I tested him for the last four briskets. I sh- I taught him on the first four. Tested him on the last four. And he was like, "No, yeah, this one feels a little stiff in the middle here." He's, he's doing the old lift in the middle with the towel over it. I mean, I, I, was, I was proud of him. He uh, hi, Uncle Steve. He hit him. Go he, get that swim meat. He hit him right on too, right up, to, right up to the last four. He knew exactly just by the feel of it, and I was yeah. teaching him. So had had fun. Got to spend uh, time with one of my boys, and uh, and then basically went out to eat <laughs> the next day. Didn't really have time to smoke for myself, but tomorrow. I got some uh, beef cheeks going on the smoker and a rack of ribs. My wife's favorite, the beef cheeks. Oh, and you know what I'm going to be cooking with the beef cheeks? Scorpion? I know our guest today is from Texas, and today I brought a slice of Texas with me. Yeah, 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 we'll get there, we'll get there. Don't jump the goddamn gun. I'm just saying I'm going to use this for the beef cheeks tomorrow. We'll get there. We'll get there. You want me to save this? Well, guess save that. It's just a little bag of post oak. It's nothing, nothing. Motherfucker. See what I deal with? Oh, Miss Jean heard that. Sorry, Miss Jean. What? Don't ruin the... Will you tell everybody who today is brought to you by? Today is brought to you by Uncle Steve's Shake. Look, the reason why no one's coming to your barbecue is because you're not obviously using Uncle Steve's Shake. Okay? But your neighbor's got a line waiting to get into his backyard because he is using Uncle Steve's Shake, which means one thing, Chrissy... What's it mean, Chrissy? It's oh, your they, line. You better get to some right now. 
You didn't know it was your line. I just gave it to you. But every week, I want you to read that line. Uncle Steve's Shake is handmade, uses only the finest ingredients, comes in over 10 amazing flavors, including their competition line, Dessert Shake, South Texas Red. So delicious. If you can eat it, Uncle Steve has a shake for it. And if you have any shake questions, questions, Uncle Steve has fantastic customer service. He'll walk you through all your shake needs. It's time to take your backyard barbecue game and your competition game to that next level. When Uncle Steve shake, shake someone everything, Chrissy. I thought that was my line. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> your line is when I <laughs> give you a line. brought to you oh by two guys, smoke shop at twoguyscigars.com. Whether we are barbecuing or not, we always keep the smoke rolling thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Mm-hmm. Today we are smoking the Zeno Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. Thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com, we get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Just visit TwoGuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Also brought to you by Backline Smokers in fabrication out of Austin, Texas. Look, you guys looking for a top-of-the-line pit or live fire device, you got to check out our boy Ryan Newland at Backline Smokers in Austin, Texas. Everything he builds is custom. Nothing comes out of his shop looking the same. Total one-off custom pits, live fire devices. He builds a thing called the multi-tool, which you can put a planche on, you can grill on it. And I believe our guest today has a multi-tool. We'll talk about that. But no two pits are the same. Possibilities are endless with with anything that comes out of Ryan's shop. So give Ryan Newland a check. It's backlinefabrication.com. It's out of Austin, Texas. And uh, I can't speak enough volumes of the smoker that I own. And also brought to you by our newest custom member of the family. Customcuttingboardsrus.com. Our boy Ian Hemming Mm. out of Magnolia, Texas. Yes. Guys and girls, I'm telling you. Ian makes the last cutting board you will ever need. True story. Ever be from the dishwasher board to the brisket board oh. to the soon to be the Texas. Look at that. Texas cutting board. They got the Texas the soon board. to be on the market pizza board, which has been working phenomenal. That's a nice cheese board. That's a that, that's a charcu- Texas charcuterie board. That's thank you. I got it. La, 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 la. <laughs> my, my eye tooth got in front of my tongue. I let's do it live, saying. John. Let's go. But yeah, hundred percent U.S. made. Best everything. Yep. Right here. Give them a shot. Yep. That's custom cutting boards. The letter R us dot com. Booyah. Engraving. Ian, get in touch with him. Oh, engraving. The engraving's top want. notch. It's top awesome. notch. Yep. He will take care of you. Hundred percent. Custom cutting boards are us.com. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So before we get into the I'm guests, not eating we're not scorpion. doing this now. I get that we have a, a dry, a dried up scorpion here that I we're gonna am save. Not eating a we're gonna save it till the end. We're gonna make you guys wait, but there's a stinger in here that they say there's a little bit of venom in here, and I want to see if John's mouth starts to sag to the left a little bit after the show. What happens when it's I either John or myself or go. both will be eating the scorpion at the end of the show, or we're going to make Chrissy do it. We haven't decided Chrissy's yet. Chrissy's already done it for the record. Well, we haven't three seen it times. Too. It doesn't and count. No one else has. It doesn't it count, it Chrissy, doesn't unless count. we see it, like I, the like the tree when it falls in the woods. Does it really make a sound unless you hear sorry. it? Watch the previous so. podcast I just did. You can hear it live on air when I eat. Was it crunchy? It was super. All right, crunchy. enough. Okay, enough. 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 Was enough. it earthy? Yeah, very. Okay. Umami. You want me to leave? 
<laughs> Umami is a new category. I can go out to, to, to drinks with Alton and Gene. Just and I'll just leave just you here with your scorpion. Introduce How about we get the, to the guests. guests. I'm trying to. We'll get to the oh, scorpion get later. Zip your lip for a half a second. Get to the scorpion. I mean, get to the guests. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I can't believe it's been over a year. Your water's going to fall. You're going to fall. Jesus Christ, what a show oh this my is. God, what is oh, my God. I can't believe it's been a year, and it was my first episode that we had this last guest Keep on. Keep it up. It might be your last. Ooh, I love threats. Yeah. <laughs> been a year. So much has happened, <coughs> and looks like we have a second guest with us Ooh. also who made a... Cameo appearance the first time around, but now we got the Matthews in the house. Mm -hmm. The dog father himself. Mrs. Dog Father herself. Ladies and gentlemen, Alton and Jean Marie. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? What's going on? I got the full name there. Am I talking to my mom? (laughs) (laughs) The problem was, was a couple weeks ago when we went on that 100,000 subscriber giveaway tear that's what i was hearing every night every night jean marie take care of it i have to go check the comments jean marie jean marie so just jean marie is stuck in my head now that's right because what did you say your title what, what did you say that was you're you're the chief what i'm the what did i i'm the i'm the cso cs the cso I'm here the CSO. what does that mean chief, chief. supporting officer so she supports, does everything. Oh, I like. I was going to say chief smoking officer, but that works. Chief yeah. supporting officer works good. I don't touch the pits. Nah. <laughs> uh, nice. Nice, nice. So Excited what is you, guys. happening, guys? It is great to mm-hmm. see you. How you doing? Man, we're, we're doing uh, great, man. We're, you know, we're sizzling away down here in this humid uh, Texas air. But, you know, other than that, man, we're, we're cranking along, man. We're in a... Uh, Enjoying what we're doing with the dog pound and uh, watching the ground, the dog pound just grow. And uh, dude, we're just loving it. Yeah, you can, you can, you can say it's grown since the last episode. Just a little bit. Just a little just bit. About ninety-seven, ninety-eight thousand <laughs> subscribers. How so amazing is take. that? How amazing is that? <laughs> so anyway, while we're face face, congratulations to the Boltiers on a hundred thousand and. I haven't seen him yet. There's a, there's a congratulations to Federico, too, because yeah, he's part yeah. of this. You know what I mean? But, yeah. So yeah, Federico, is, he's, he's out of state right now, uh, you know, spending some time with the family and all that. But, yes, he's, uh, you know, the, the third part of our team. And uh, we have to make sure we absolutely, absolutely give him his due. I call him the official photographer of the Dogfather's Barbecue YouTube channel. But uh, him and Gene, were, uh, they were the integral parts in getting us all started. So, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for uh, mentioning Federico. Oh, absolutely. You know, he might get fired during the show, and he ain't even here. <laughs> he ain't even here. You know how that works. Day off. <laughs> <laughs> how the hell is he going to get fired on his day off? He'll find a way. He might message in. He just might. He just might. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So let's go right to the elephant in the room. No, we're not going there yet. I got a text message about, oh, a week and a half ago from our good friend Ryan Newland at Backline Fabrication, Backline Smokers, 
And it was, hey, Mags, are you up? I go, I am now. He goes, you want to see pictures of Alton's pit? Yes, I do. So I've been sitting here, button-lipped for the past week and a half. <laughs> so what did you add to Barbecue Boulevard? What did you do? What did we do? What did, we what do? did you do? Did we do something? It was Oh, heavy. you mean this? So we got this Uncle Steve shake. Yeah. Some, you know, fan- That's some good this? stuff. I'm about this. No. No. It's a little bigger than oh, that. A little bigger than oh, that. Oh, you're talking. I'm, he's talking about. Our custom uh, burn-ins board, the Texas burn-ins board, is that yeah, what you're talking about? Yeah, close. A little bigger than that. A little bigger. A little bigger. Not that. Not that. You're getting warmer. <laughs> no, man. Yeah, Ryan, man, Ryan completely killed it. You know, again. Um, you know, for those of you guys out there that don't know, you know, backline smokers, uh, our our brother Ryan. Uh, the way he likes to do his pits is, you know, you have a lot of conversation with him. He gets to know you, you know, whatever. And the next thing you know, he builds your pit. You don't get to see it. Uh, you know, other people that may be close to you, <laughs> they might be able to get some input in it and see it or whatever. But you don't get to see it. And so today was the uh, first day I laid eyes on this uh, smoker. And I got to tell you, man, it's just it's phenomenal. Uh, it was uh, and I told him, I said, it feels a little weird. And I said, it feels weird because I've been with you so much when somebody else's pit is being built or they're coming to pick it up for a pit reveal or whatever it might be. And I'm completely, you know, excited for them, you know, and whatever. And I'm sitting here looking at this pit and I'm like, okay, who's is this pit? Who's is this pit? You know, (laughs) you know, you look at it and, and, you know, Mags, you've seen it. And uh, Greg, I'm sure you've seen it. Mm -hmm. I have now. I missed first time. It was in the trailer still. We're hooking it up to uh, winch it out or whatever. And I missed it the first time I looked because I was just so in awe, you know, of everything he does. And then he says, you didn't even see this, did you? And he brought me back around the front and you could see where he plasma cut in the logo. Oh, yeah. dude, it looks so you know, good. On the, I know, just, dude, it was, it, was, it was awesome. It's awesome. So, uh, and then, with, you know, a little uh, tidbit there, you know, with, when you see the pictures of where the logo is, you see the studs that are mm. on the side. Now, funny thing is, again, this is this is Ryan, man, and his creativity and, and how he is his uh, attention to detail. We were in a discussion about something a couple of weeks back, two, three weeks ago. We were just talking about something and I and I had mentioned to him, I saw something that had studs and I was like, dude, that just has such a, a good look. It had such definition, mm-hmm. you know, to whatever, you know, it might be, whatever. So yeah, he put it on on my pit, man. So, <laughs> and I just saw that, and I'm like, oh my god, dude, you killed he me. Listens. He absolutely, he listens to it, you. So. That's, he listens yeah. to everything you say, even in those casual conversations that you, that he has with you, man. And he just runs with it. Absolutely, he absolutely <clears throat> does. And and if you're if you are not a control freak, and you can get out of the way and just let him do what he does. Once you get that pit, man, you're going to be absolutely floored. 100%. Yeah, it's beautiful. Now, now, what was the paint scheme? Because I know I could notice on the firebox it had like that little, um, whatever you want to call it, distressed or patina edge to it that just yeah. looks fantastic. Yeah. He did that over the entire pit. Yep. Uh, and clear coated it. Yep. You know, and, and uh, I still have to fire it up to kind of, 
cure the clear coat into it you mm-hmm. know, and everything. But uh, that rustic yeah, look. Was, we were talking about that because uh, I just I love the way he does that with the uh, the grind or whatever. And it gives it that, like you said, a distressed kind of look, mm-hmm. you know, on that metal. And it has like a gunmetal look and then has the distress, you know. Yeah. And so what I would. You know, you do the welds or whatever, you grind down the welds and all that stuff, you know, but what really caught my attention to it was when I was looking at even on the back where he puts the backline smokers logo, you know, the tag or emblem, it, it, he even put that on there. So it's not just because of the craftsmanship of, you know, how he constructs the pit, but it has artistic edge and how he does things to just make it just a little bit better and stand out just a little more than the next bit. So, and he has it laser cut into the handle too. Yeah. That's what he did. I was going to say, that's what he did with mine too. Yeah. Right. When you grab the handle on both ends of it, that connected to the, to the door, he laser cut back line in there. And I had, you know, again, he goes that extra mile. I, he just asked me for a, a picture of my logo, the barbecue broker logo. And here I am thinking he's just going to paint it on. He fabricates this three or four piece metal, probably weighed like 50, 60 pounds, just and he bolts it on. And it's just this like 3D logo. It just, he comes up with something new all the time. All the time. He just, depending on the, on the person. And it's for, for, for a pit builder of, of that size, you don't, you don't get that. Usually you kind of get the same old thing coming off the line. Absolutely. And, you, and the thing is that, I think that uh, so many people have seen so many barbecue pits, you know, whether they're trailers or backyard models or pool carts, whatever it might be, that we kind of um, we kind of we get desensitized to things that are really great. And so when I'm looking at this pit, uh, it didn't click and I'm sitting here looking at it and I thought, okay, something looks different. And and he says, man, you, you hadn't even noticed this. And he brought me to the back. Now, typically when you see, uh, you know, your pits, you got your firebox and then you got your cooking chamber and it's all welded together. It's, you know, looks like one piece, whatever. Dude, when you look at this and I'll take some pictures and I don't know if Johnny Mag's got pictures to it to uh, this great detail, but does the firebox and the actual cooking chamber looks completely separated and detached. So basically on the, the horizontal cooking chamber, is connected to the rest of the pit by maybe a quarter of the actual cooking chamber itself. So it's almost like it's like a pedestal like this. And then you got the cooking chamber sitting on, instead of it being like this, it's literally like this. Yeah. So it looks really freaking, it almost looks like a floating cooking chamber. Yeah. It's, it it is a sexy look. He angles the the, the firebox down a little bit. Or no, the firebox all looks the same. Okay, the firebox all looks the same. Um, it's just the way that he actually mounted this thing on here. So you got the firebox on this side, you got the the um, cooking chamber on this side, but the way it's connected, it's connected on the back side, so it looks horizontal cooking chamber is floating by itself. Wow! So your your firebox is on your left side. Is that what you said? Correct. Are you? Is that because you're lefty, or is that just a preference? 
No, well, what happened? Yeah, oh, we'll maybe, see what happened maybe where you're situating it in your yard or something, or the way the wind blows, or yeah. something like that. Well, well, originally, what was happening? We were we were talking about when we were going to do the uh, the original comp pit, and where it was going to go in my garage versus when I pull it out into the driveway and that type of thing. Yeah, I said, you know what? It would work better if we had it flipped. And he said, well, you know, I haven't built one like that yet. And I'm like, huh. damn it, let's do that then because, hell, let's be different. Right, right. You know, and then we went through some different upgrades and changes and this and the other. And so uh, the day that he he hit me up, he says, hey, uh, which way do you want this cut on? And I said, dude, I don't care. Do, you know, do your thing. Let me stay out of the way. Just do your thing. And so he stayed with that idea of putting the box on the left because not a lot of people do that. No, they don't. You know, it usually is for a retrofit for some reason or in the in some type of trailer or a smokehouse or something like that. Yeah. Is your door <clears throat> still on the end or does your door face, face? you know, is it on the front? No, this one, the door is on the end. In the end, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And did he put a, a damper on, on your door as well? He did. Okay. Yeah, so this one, um, I think yours mm. might have three. Three diamonds. doors, three, tri- three diamonds, yep. Yeah, so this one has two diamonds. Okay. That's all you need so, in, in your size pit. That, oh, that, yeah. That's more yeah. than enough. I can keep mine closed almost all the way. <laughs> I swear. Right? It's got so much suction and, and, and convection that, I mean, I just, with three three good-sized pieces of wood in there, you know, kind of tic-tac-toed, man, I keep that thing just cracked open. And every oh, yeah. every half inch I move it, yeah, I could probably get a good 10-degree difference out of out of that out of my smoker just for that little, little tiny bit. See, and and that to me, uh, when he was leaving, we were, you know, talking about some different stuff. And I said, man, that's the fun part to me is getting to play with the pit and figure out the different, all the little different nuances Mm. and how you can get it to do this or get it to do that and maintain this or maintain that. And so I've got a lot of playing around to do with this thing, you know? So, um, you know, and that's some some great advice I would give to anybody out there that's learning how to barbecue and learning how to use an offset cooker, you know, whatever is uh, definitely play around with it and figure out what works for you as far as getting your temperatures, maintaining your temperatures. If you need to bump temperatures, what would you have to do? Uh, you know, if you're using a fire basket, maybe your fire, your uh, your firebox is big enough that you can manipulate the actual position of the fire. You know, do you put it closer to the cooking chamber? Do you pull it right. further away from right. the cooking? I mean, there's just so many different things mm-hmm. that you can do to <clears throat> learn your pit and get it to cook the way you want to cook. So I think that's uh, vital. Before you go wanting to go throw meat on there and this and that, man, start playing around with it and measure some temperatures and mm-hmm. and really get to know what you're doing with it. I definitely learned that my smoker from when I got it in January until now where it's so hot, if I'm out at a catering gig, man, I'll tell you, I only need half the amount of wood that I yeah. needed in the wintertime. And that thing, because it gets real hot, that quarter, that quarter inch steel gets hot. Man, so you know, just half the amount of wood, and I'm, I'm still rocking. I had two pieces of wood just crossed. I'm banging <laughs> out 275, 280 like it's nothing you know, on a hot summer day. And he made, my, he made my stack two inches higher than a normal stack yeah. because of the um, – and again, that's just the uh, that's just the extra thinking that he does. He's like, shit, my boy's going to be up in that in that northeast, and it gets cold. I want to make sure he gets enough draw out of this. I'm making the stack two inches taller. Pretty cool. 
Absolutely. And, and, and Greg, something that maybe you didn't know is that we had your pit tuned in perfectly with a few briskets before it got out there to you. No, you did not. <laughs> that thing was clean as a whistle. It was unseasoned when I got it, and the clear coat was not set. So that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> I know the clear coat wasn't set because I saw the fingerprint in the clear coat from one of my boys helping me push it on top into my, my, uh, my driveway. Gene has just thrown the key away. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> I hope you did, man. I hope you did cook on it because I, I just that would be that's that would be. Let's see who's an honor if you here. cooked on my smoker. Huh? Hey, Richard, what's up? Lep, Gray, Reiner, brother Stephen, Tommy, Juke, yeah, all the boys, uh, Efrain, Larry, ooh, Miss Booger, Diane, hello, Dutch. What's up? What's up? Touchy. Danielle, Diva Q herself. Well, how you doing, darling? Kyle, what's happening? Ke- Kevin, all the, all the crews here. All the crews here. All right, you ready? Brother Alton. Yes, sir. Brisket. <laughs> brisket. The magic word. I had to wait 25 brisket. minutes. Brisket. I had to wait 25 minutes for you to say that freaking word, by the way. Oh, yeah. You've been completely sitting here tongue-tied trying to get a word in edgewise with me and Elton. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but so, now we're getting to the brass tacks. A few months ago on one of your lives, <laughs> you had the subject of brisket came out, and it was hands down the most interesting brisket conversation I have ever heard. Okay. And you were going step by step in all the, I don't know if they want to call, you want to call it falsehoods of how to hold the brisket, how to treat the brisket, cooler, no cooler. I guess just wraps, myth, no myth, wraps, like myth busting. Brisket myth busting, yes. so to speak. <laughs> Is that true in a way? Yeah, I I, missed, like I, I did not I like see this, that. but like so, it's that. not, that's where this is going, it sounds like. Yeah. Brisket myth, myth busting. So what would you say is the key to a good brisket? The key to a good brisket, man. man I, don't, there's, I, don't, I don't know if I can say there's just one key. You know, there's brisket. Brisket can be a difficult uh, cook. But it can also be the most simple cook, if that makes sense. Uh, there's a lot of different things, man. There's a lot of different moving parts uh, that you have to execute in order to have a good brisket. So I really I don't know if I can tell you it's just one uh, thing that can that can get you there. Uh, but I guess I, I'm going to have to say if I had to nail, narrow it down, I would say consistency. Uh, consistency meaning you need a good consistent pit temperature. You know, you don't yeah. want it big swings one way or the other, and you know that type of thing. Um, you know, stay consistent with the way you trim it and get it ready to go on the pit. You know, things of that nature uh, is what I'll say. If I had to pick one thing to say, it's going to be a key to a good brisket. Um, and and you, you're right. There's a lot of different things. First, let me back up for a second. And let me say this. My no shape, form, or fashion. Am I any type of brisket whisperer or brisket king or anything like that? Um, I just put out there what works for me. 
everybody out there that cooks is going to have to find an avenue that works for them. Uh, what I do and the way I do some of the things that I do might not work for you. So don't think that what I'm saying or anybody that's on YouTube or, you know, TV or whatever, don't think that what they're saying is the absolute be all for brisket cooking. We're just sharing with you ideas and methods and principles mm. that we do that works well for us. So that's what I like to share uh, and, and try to get out to people. Um, but one of the things that that does kind of kill me is the whole, oh, once you get this, uh, you know, brisket to this temperature, because this person said it has to go to this temperature, you then pull it out, wrap it up and throw it in a cooler and cover it with towels and and. And I'm like, no, you don't do that. You know, <laughs> not straight off the pit. You got to let it cool. You let it rest down. Then you wrap it up, put it in your, you know, whatever. And I just mm-hmm. wanted to say that. So I just. I a lot of people don't realize that you get the over, you can overcook it a lot. If you take it right out at that Absolutely. so-called magic number, everyone likes to say, oh, let's take it out Absolutely. at 203 and then wrap it up. Now, I'm not saying I haven't done that. Of course, I've done that. But if I'm going to wrap it, if you do what I'm learning by cooking a lot of these briskets, like for parties and stuff, I cooked eight for Father's Day. You can't just take it out when it's done and throw it in your in your uh, um, you know warmer. I, I let it I let it sit out for an hour before I, at least an hour before I even throw it in my my, my alto sham, you know. And still after an hour, it's in the one nineties, easy. Yep. You know. Yep. So, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I don't, uh, I I think people get annoyed when they ask me because I get tons of questions about it, but uh, I I don't care about a finishing temperature. I I don't, I really don't care. I sometimes don't even look to see what the finishing temperature is. I'm I'm feeling it. I'm Mm -hmm. poking it. If it feels right, hey, it's coming off. You know, and then at that point, I'll get it in the cooler or I'm sorry, get in the cooler. I'll get it on on a rack, let it rest. Uh, and then I'll start checking temperature on it. And once I get down to 170, 165, something like that, at that point, I'll get it in my in my warming oven, you know, and have my warming oven set on 150, 155. And I let it rest until we're ready to cook it or mm-hmm. cut, cut it up. So, yeah. Yeah, because that, that was one of the topics. Well, well first, like, just to let you know, looks like your, your picture has frozen, but the audio is dead <laughs> yeah. on perfect. So yeah. we're good. Okay. Okay. You know, your sound. Yeah, the sounds great. So we're we're good on that. Um, but yeah, that was that was one of the ones I um, that part of that conversation I found was fascinating was the fact of you just leave it on the counter and just let it do its thing, not mm-hmm. run it into a cooler and the towels and da da da. Which, like you said, there's some be all end all myths here and there about that. But I love how you said, you know, do what works for you, you know, because I know you in particular, you say that you, um, um, cook to color. So you get to a certain temperature and then you would wrap once you got the color Mm -hmm. where you want it. Yep. While some other people are like, no, you gotta, you gotta take it to... 170, 175, yeah. 180, then wrap it. That annoys it, me. You yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, was, it was just a, like I said, it was just a fascinating, fascinating point you were making here. But we do have a little bag of goodness over here, and I want your insight on that. 
This what is the deal yeah. on this wonderful, wonderful smelling mm. post oak? What's up with post oak? Because we got the we got red oak and it's delicious. It's vanilla. It's sweet. It's it burns clean and hot and you know it's not doesn't oversmoke your food. Very similar to I think why a lot of people would use this this post oak that my buddy had ordered and brought some over. Let me let me light it a little bit. What is it with post oak, brother? Shit, did we lose them? Maybe we lost them. You know what? Let's mm. let's reset that and see if we can get them back. Why don't you guys talk about post oak for a minute? I'll do my John, job over here. <laughs> let's talk about my wood now that you're holding it in your hand. Mm-hmm. What is it about it? <clears throat> you want to know what it smells like right now? Juke. Come on, te- some of my uh, our Texas boys, Big Rome. What is it about the post oak? It smells delicious. I mean, it doesn't sm- <clears throat> smell too different than than our oak. I don't think. Look at that. That it smells good. But is it is I'm getting I'm getting woodshop class in sixth grade. I mean it's for all First we know. First time you use the bandsaw. For all we know, this could just be uh pieces of some guy's back deck that out? in Texas. <laughs> just reset and see if I can get him back. So I don't know, but let me we text him real quick. So yeah, we're having some technical okay. difficulties here. Yeah, guy. He's coming back in yep. there. Also, right. trying to get back They're professionals. In. He knows. He knows. What's so up. where'd we lose you on the post oak discussion? He knew discussion. I'd reset it and try and get him back in there. There Absolutely. we go. Absolutely. So we lost you on Wait. post oak. Where'd the I'll post talk oak about go? The post oak. And I'm like, they're gonna let us in here. I, I texted you, Johnny. Yeah, I did. I just saw it. Tell he can. He just put burning wood back in the bag. I just put burning wood back in the bag. You, what are you doing? It's not. It just oh lit for a second. It's fine. Relax. I just smoking a little actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it won't for long, I, I guess. With that, oh my god, we just burned some post oak. So, what is yeah, it with post oak? Smell the post oak. It's just that aroma, man. When you get it that post oak burning, you know, you get that aroma in the air. It's just so therapeutic. Well, there's just something one, about it's it. Plentiful. That's true. Post oak and oak in general is is very plentiful. Central Texas, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Just yeah. like us with the applewood. And honestly, regular red oak. Red oak to me. Is got that that sweet vanilla, and that's what I use the majority to cook my briskets. And when I walk into my kitchen, you know, my uh, prep kitchen, and you smell just this brisket and this vanilla hint, hint over it with the butcher paper and everything, I I'm like, how does it get better than this? So I don't know. So I'm gonna cook something soon, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use some post oak and see if there really is. A huge difference between the two woods. Well, Juke says it, it doesn't leave an overpowering smoke flavor, but mm-hmm. leaves a great color on everything. And so does the red oak. Like a great smoke rings, doesn't overpower. So are we lucky that we have a red oak? And can we cook a really good, authentic Texas-style brisket with our red oak? I need to find that out. So I need big logs, basically. Absolutely. I need big logs. I need big post oak logs. So one of the things that that people have to realize is that there's no one flavor profile that defines Texas barbecue. We're talking central right now. We're talking central. We're going down the south with mesquite. We're going down the west, western part. We're talking pecan or pecan, if you would. Pecan. Pecan, pecan. But central does pecan mixed with oak, too. Okay. Good to know. It's very popular. Good to know. Good to know. And I love I love pecan. I think it's like a lighter, like a lighter kind of a note. Yeah. Smooth. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I'm not a I'm not a huge uh, mesquite fan. Uh, I absolutely do love it when I'm grilling hot and fast. You know, yeah, agree, totally that. agree. Yes, but I, I'm not a fan of that in the uh, in the smoker. So I know none of my my pits I ever actually get mesquite on them. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the mesquite can tends to leave like that can become very overpowering. Absolutely, you know, especially yes, with the load with a you know offset in the smoking process. But like you said, with the with the grilling hot and fast, you can get away with it. Absolutely, you know. But yeah, yeah. I think if you go in like barbacoa and you're trying to go for that South Texas feel, I feel like the mesquite gives some extra smoke into those barbacoa tacos. What do you think? No. Yeah, go for it, man. No, I'm asking you. Tell, what do you think? I, I always tell people, man. Jean's shaking her head. Hell no. She says, no. No try mesquite. Try it out. Try, I will all, try it out, man, because I don't like. You might like or you might not like it. It just depends. You won't know until you try it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? We can get Play mesquite lugs. It, we can get mesquite lugs. But they're, yeah. home, they're Home Depot crappy dried yeah, out you, stuff. You let it sit there. It'll be something. It'll, It'll work. work. I mean, one thing is we have to be completely inclusive here, mm. you know? One of the things that uh, if for anybody out there that's, that's maybe new to you know my channel or whatever that I do on YouTube or uh, Instagram or whatever, one of the things I'm really trying to you know get out there and promote is just all inclusive. I don't care if you're cooking on an offset or a pellet smoker or a Weber kettle or a pit bear. It doesn't matter. Whatever you have, you're comfortable with, cook on it and don't be afraid to try different things. <laughs> And to, and, and to his testimony, one of the things that he always says is, I'm not a better cook. I've just burned more than you've done. Absolutely. <laughs> That's it. Kent. That's it. <laughs> Fuck Kent. That's what I was laughing at. Kent. Yeah. Kent's starting shit. Okay. Kent, read Here's it a up. question from Kent. Yeah. Read it Elton. out. Read it out loud. When Elton does a Cali-style brisket, does he still use <laughs> pine number three? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, the carcinogens in pine taste fantastic. <laughs> We got to get that pine number three, man, and you know we got to we got to do it like pine our Cali brothers, right? I, so I, I I saw that you were my apologies because you were in the middle of your the answer, and I just saw it. I I could I I could not contain. I had I busted out. <laughs> I was in there. Oh okay, my hold god! Up. In all seriousness, seriousness here, people, I do not know. We have not. We will not use pine number <laughs> three, four, five, six, ten. I don't care. No pine, right. no pine will ever be put on a barbecue pit, and it is not a wood to be used for cooking. Just in case there's anybody out there just thinking. No soft. Shit. No soft woods need apply. No, no. soft wood. <laughs> soft wood need apply. So you cannot apply softwood. <laughs> they got pills to fix that. Oh, yes. Um, so I noticed that, correct me if I'm wrong, but you go fat side down in, a, I think, your, uh, in your uh, pellet because the heat source, correct? Uh, typically, yes. So typically. In, your, in your new back line, how are you going to cook your brisket, up or down? Uh, we're going to play around with it and figure ah, out what works yes, best. Yes, we are. You know? We are going to uh, play I around think, with it. Uh, you know, because of the experience I've Add with offset uh, cookers. I'll start with fat side up. We used to cook but, it in Ryan's backline. Used to yeah. cook on Ryan's. You go fat side up on his old backline, his old uh, shop pit. What we say again? I'm I sorry. said, would, did you go? I know you used to do some cooking on his old shop pit, old blue. Yes. And you used to go yes. fat. You go fat side up on those. On, on that yeah, one. we did. It. We yeah. did. As a matter of fact, we absolutely yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. That's so. the way I do all mine on on on, on the back line. But yet, when I yeah, use I, a smaller one in my backyard, I got the heat diffuser plate for my Brinkman. I go fat side down because the heat's coming right from that bottom. 
no matter and what. That's the thing that I always tell people because you know there's always that whole argument, discussion, whatever. Heat source driven. Uh, you know, yeah, basically. I always say that wherever your heat source is, put your fat between the heat and the meat. Heat and the meat, you know? baby. If you put the fat between the heat and the meat, that fat's protecting your meat. You're good to go. That's I don't it. think you can go wrong doing it that way. But I will say this. So whenever I'm on my uh, on my pellet smokers, and because like you you said, the diffusers on the bottom, mm-hmm. so you got that heat radiating up. So I'll I'll start my cook with the fat cap down. Whenever I go and wrap that brisket into uh, the butcher paper, I actually will put it back on the pit fat cap up. Oh, you flip it. Oh, I do. And the reason no I do that, and this has come from me playing around with it, doing it thirty different ways, and whatever, figuring out what what works best for me. So when you, uh, what I find is when you render that fat, you know, right, it gets kind of sticky, you know? Yeah. And so what yeah. happens is whenever I put it in and I, if I left it to where I had the fat cap down, now I'm having this fat sticking Stick to, to my paper, paper mm. and sometimes tearing when I'm trying to pull the brisket out. So it's a combination of that. Plus the fact that if I have my meat towards the bottom when I have it wrapped, I now have that meat exposed to all of these juices that are pooling in the bottom of the uh, the butcher paper. Uh-huh. And so it has more juice for that meat to hopefully reabsorb back into that brisket. The Help it keep a little bit more moist and everything. The so, yeah. Yep. yeah. So the way that I do it, you know, with and, and again, this is for me. I do it this way because this is the way I prefer it. So, yeah, I'll start with the fat cap down, but once I wrap, I'll go fat cap up. Wow. Okay. And that bark is still nice under there. That, that's built oh, under yeah. there. Still money. and. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So once I pull the brisket off and you're ready to get to that cooling period, uh, if I have a brisket to say I've got a lot of juice in that, I'll get some of that juice out of there. So, I wonder- so I'll let it out uh, if I have to rewrap it. Then I'll rewrap it and then let it rest down in temperature before I then get it into the uh, into the food warmer. You don't want to steam it. Yeah, you don't want. No, you don't want to steam it. I'm I'm curious to know if uh, if that method will if your preferred method will be that on the on the new on the new back line or if you'll stick with that. That's that's the fun part of figuring it out. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh man, it's like Christmas morning. New toys. It it is, man. And the funny thing is, I just got the multi tool. Yeah, you know, like uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And so let's talk about that thing for a second. Now, what? Uh, oh now, man! T- tell me the everything that. Oh my god! We our, our listeners need to know more the about this multi tool. I don't know. The best way to describe it is it's grill. It's grill. Plants you can griddle, replace it with a griddle. Santa yep. Maria style. Does it do that? Does it go up and down? That's yeah. a go- okay. So it's- uh, well, you have a I have a hanging rack. Ah, yes. It okay. goes over the top, so I have chains. She can hang. Stuff. I have a couple of circular gr- uh, grill racks. Yep. That I can adjust those for height. Okay. As well as I can just you know hang if I, I have a, some chicken, man, get in there and adjust the height mm-hmm. wherever I want it, and so it kind of works like a Santa Maria in the elevating up and down away from the heat. Uh, so it works well, even if I want to. Uh, uh, I think uh, what was the last week we made some uh, pineapple salt or pineapple uh, pico. Yeah. Ooh. And so I took some uh, pineapple and I strung it up, Oof. hung it from there. Come on. And just kind of burned that post oak and let that that smoke kind of kiss that fruit. Oh, yeah. You know, and we got the peppers and the onions and tomatoes on and we just let it s- absorb some of that post oak smoke. And then uh, we made salsa out of it. I mean, it's just, dude, 
a tool like this, a multi-tool, you know, in any live fire cooking, you're only limited by your imagination. Mm. You know, you do whatever you feel like you want to cook. One of the things that I want to do now is we want to, I want to put some muscles on there. We were just talking about that last night. I want to put some muscles on there and put like a bed of rosemary, you know, on one of these racks and put the the muscles on there and just kind of let it. Straight shells on the racks. Rosemary and infuse some rosemary flavor into these muscles, you know. Maybe I might put a white wine type sauce together. I don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe afterwards you so you smoke the mussels, get some of that, you know, flavor in there, then you toss them in the in the side sauce that you've made, maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe so. You get so, that smoky, you know, um, you know kind of muscle taste. Oh, Absolutely. Because you know, one of the things I, I really like to do with wow. uh, you know, with mussels and clams and, and whatnot is we make a, a Guinness do a Guinness sauce. Oh. And so we put that in there with the Guinness and, and the butter and the cream. And yeah, that just, man, it's, it's some really good stuff. So uh, putting it with this rosemary, I think, and the post oak flavor, I'm thinking, man, that might be a winner. I, it might not be. I don't know. But we're going to find out. Never know unless out. you try. Sure. And I have a question for Jean. Jean, are you drinking the um, jug right now or anything out of the jug? I, I am not drinking the jug. Okay. I was lucky <laughs> to dip my hand on some deep eddy lime. Ooh, I love Ooh. deep eddies. Yeah. yeah. Deep eddies, good stuff. Okay. Then in that case, hold on. Hold on. Slow down. <laughs> you know what we do. What do we do? Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Oh, I'm still going to get my uh, jug decal set. I got to order that. Brother James is in the house. Junior, what's hey. up? Oh, yeah. Hey, but one of the things that we were, we were talking about, like with the multi-tool, is, again, that uh, Ryan does so many different things, and, and he makes these multi-tools, and no two multi-tools are the same. Same, That's same as when he's doing his different amazing. smokers. No two smokers are going to be the same. So uh, on the, the multi-tool that I have, it's got one ring that's from the you know the fireball and it basically is half plancha and half uh half grill that's cool and then as i just got my insert for it today because there's a hole in the middle that you can actually put a um dutch oven on or a bean pot oh, okay. oh yeah a uh discada you yeah put a discada on there if you like um or if you don't want to use any of that right now you just want more grilling capacity on mine i just got my insert that goes in the mm. middle of that it's basically my dog father's barbecue logo. Badass. So I can put that in there and you can sear a steak on it. And maybe now you can get the, lo- the logo onto the steak. Right. <laughs> That'd be or pretty you cool. Move everything aside and just have the coals and drop your bean pot straight into the coals. Yeah. We actually did that the other day. Yeah. We, we moved everything out of the way. Uh-huh. I forgot what we made. We made something and we moved everything out of the way. And I pulled out the, uh, the old Dutch oven. And we that's made what apple I was, cobbler in it. That's mm. what I was just about to say. So you're able to do the live Dutch oven cooking yeah. right there on it also. Make some, Absolutely. get some beef tallow going, throw some beef oh, tallow in the Dutch oven. That's yeah. fantastic. Make some, make some, with the beef tallow. Make some tallow. And everything You know, I'm just saying, yeah. just end up seasoned tallow your, your, uh, your, your smoker, not to add to your brisket wraps. Oh, yeah. yeah. We don't, we know that does, that's, you know. Just a, <laughs> no, like I said, man, with the multi-tool, uh, it's, it's, you're only limited by your imagination, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, whatever you can pick up, you can probably do on this thing, you know? So, uh, and, and, you know, if you, if the, the round size of the multi-tool doesn't work for you, uh, he does make a rectangle, you know, squared mm-hmm. off called the three in one. 
You know, and the three and one, the same thing. You can have it be one side can be grill. The other side can be plancha. You can go double grill, double plancha, you know, whatever you want to do, you can do. You can either you can kick out the grill and plancha and put this on Ooh. each side and, you know, do double discada. He, he mentioned something one day about putting a, t- taking the tools off and putting a cross on it so yep. you could do yeah. like a, a little suckling pig or something on there Absolutely. or, or, or yeah. a lamb or whatever. Ooh. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, I mean, he can he pretty much can do whatever you want to do. You know, if you can think it up. He can come up with a way to make it happen. But he has absolutely talked about doing that, putting the crosses, the iron crosses on there and uh, putting a lamb on there or a goat or, you know, pig or whatever it is you want to do. That's awesome. And like like I said in, in the intro when I was, you know, giving him the shout out is, is the possibilities are endless. They really are. They really yeah. are. And if, if, if I had it in the budget, I would have got the 500 with the multi-tool in the my back price, of it. My prices are going up right now. <laughs> well, you know, one of the, so if you guys remember when we did the, uh, the, the hashtag brisket challenge video that we were yep. alluding to earlier, yep. uh, that was his original shot pit that we were cooking yes. some of these briskets and ribs and stuff on. I remember the day. And I don't know if you caught this, but on the back side of that pit, he actually, he that has three it. And one mounted he, on there. Yeah, he did. I remember you that. Know? And so when we got briskets and stuff on that morning, we went over there on the backside and fired that thing up and made bre- breakfast tacos. And oh yeah. There. Did he have a, know, a rotisserie so. on that as well, or spit he on had, there? He had a rotisserie on there, and they actually, I think, he went uh, went to a barbecue. I think it, it was either a competition festival or something like that. Uh, hooked up with our other brother uh, Stephen Rossler, uh, Rossler's Blue Cord. <clears> yeah. Um, but uh, they did a pig on it. You know, yeah. they cook the pig on this thing. So I'm I'm looking forward to putting us uh, some porchetta on this. Uh, oh yes. So, yeah. Yeah, I've seen your porchetta videos oh, in there. Yes. Amazing. Multiple oh, times. Nice, yeah. I love making porchetta. Actually, it's funny because people ask me what's my favorite thing to, to you know cook, and they think I'm gonna say brisket, where to me, I've done it so much. Brisket is actually a boring cook to me. Yeah. But porchetta, I love making porchetta. That crunchy outside oh man, oh, man. it's some goodness it's so good it's so good it is it is and then well that that's the funny thing is that we cook so much barbecue you will be surprised on how much barbecue we actually do eat <laughs> you know <laughs> i had i had a party up at the house for memorial day weekend and i had cooked pork belly brisket mm-hmm. um you know, ribs, pulled pork, and everything, and everyone's like, you know, well, what are you eating? I mean, some queso dip and some <laughs> some of my uh, my little play on uh, Mexican street corn with rice and everything, little side dish. I'm eating that, and I'm like, I go, honestly, I spend so much time cooking it, I don't want to eat it <laughs> at the point. You know, I'll have a little here. Okay, it's... Hey, you're picking yeah, as you go it's, along. It's done. You know, it's the doneness I want. Yeah. I got the flavor profile I was shooting for. Perfect. I'm happy. I'm going to kick back and hopefully get watch some smiles. Mm. That's what I get out of <laughs> yes. it. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and uh, a funny story with that is uh, the last brisket camp that I went to, Texas A&M, I went out there with a buddy of mine uh, and helped them cook and trim briskets and this and that and the other. And 
I mean, we trimmed so many briskets, man, and cooked so many briskets, and we're there for uh, two, three days, and I literally had maybe two bites of brisket the mm-hmm. entire time. That's how it happens. <laughs> After every event we've cooked for, and all, all the, me and the, us and the guys, and it's not, we're always hungry at the end of it. Oh, yeah. And there's no food left. We're like, we just cooked 150 pounds of well, meat, when we were, and we hadn't eaten anything. When we were, when we were cooking that time that weekend on that Saturday, That's what I'm saying. we're doing chicken thighs, and we're doing ribs, ribs and everything, and tasting the cheese. And we're like, you want to order a chicken? pizza? Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah, order right. a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> we're surrounded by food, but let's get a pie. My son made that comment while we're, we're cooking the briskets of the night, and we're eating Wendy's. He's like, yeah, I think it's yeah. funny right now that we're cooking all this food and we're eating fast, fast food. food yeah. And I said, son, this is typically how it goes down. <laughs> fast food, the, the, bourbon, get a cigar. Food. Yeah. You don't want to eat barbecue. Perfect pitmaster food. Cereal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bowl of Fruity Pebbles. Come on now. <laughs> I just bought Metrix bars that were Fruity Pebble flavored. I mean, there you go. <laughs> I didn't even know they made those. Metrics bars. You're about to get your card taken away. <laughs> I'm trying to eat healthy. So I got Fruity Pebbles protein bars. Don't need the protein bars. Add a little extra milk. You get, you'll be good. The protein bars. <laughs> you'll be good. You'll be good. They're fat free. But awesome, guys. <laughs> it was great to see you. It's great to talk to you. Thank you for taking the time to join us. It was wonderful. It's been way too long. Uh, where can everybody find y- you guys Absolutely, on social media? Uh, so, hey, we're, we're, you know, the same name on all the platforms, the Dogfather's Barbecue. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, our main presence is going to be on uh, YouTube. And so if uh, you guys are new out there and you haven't come across the channel, come on over. Come be a part of the Dog Pound. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing some fantastic things over there. We're having a lot of fun. We just... You know, we grew the channel on, you know, working with pellet smokers and uh, uh, Weber kettles and things of that nature. And now we're starting to get our, you know, viewers and, uh, you know, because I gear for people that are new to the backyard cooking scene. Right. We're going to be trying to gear into getting into offset cookers, which Mm. is why we got our offset cooker back here now. Uh, So we're going to start doing some offset cooks and and trying to get people into offset burning some sticks, you know, Mm -hmm. and. And by no means am I saying we're giving up on pellets. We will absolutely still be doing pellet cooks too, but we're going to bring this into the fold. So come on over uh, the dog father's barbecue on YouTube. We're now 106,000 subscribers, Amazing. Strong, which is wow. just insane. Oh, uh, I, 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 I did see the picture the other day of a certain box that showed up. Wait, what? With a YouTube logo on the box. Oh yeah. What is this Hold said on, box yeah. you speak of? So this box right here? That box what right is in there. there. Oh, that the box right here. That's something special. I know. Wait, what? I know. You, I'm you know waiting. What's in there? I'm waiting for the live. You, I've been yeah. I've been what on the you? edge of my seat. Oh, it's it says Godfather's going live. I'm like, oh, is this the one? Is this the What is that look like a sneaker box? Those YouTube branded Jordans? What is no, going on? There? That, that's a very well, you special know what's be hilarious. thing. Is because oh, it's thin. Oh, oh, it's thin. Okay, I didn't see that part. Yeah, I, I haven't hell? opened it, so I'm assuming what's in there. And so it's going to be hilarious if we go into a live stream <laughs> and we crack this thing open and it's not not what, what we, we think. So it is. when are we going to open yeah. that? Because I need to be I need to be in on this. I need to know uh, what's well, happening. You, you know need what? to hit we're, that we're notification bell. Do this uh, next week. Okay. Uh, I wanted. I, I thought it would be uh, fair to you know what? Let's hold off. Let's wait till my brother Federico is back in town. Yep. 
Uh, we we started ah, yes. this as a team. Okay. We're gonna unveil it as a team. Got it. And we're gonna do it together with the dog pound. And and you know what? We're gonna have some fun with it and and uh, crack amazing. the box open and see what's in there. Oh yeah. So awesome, awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. But well, it will be probably next week. All right. All right. Keep good, an eye, everybody. Good, good. Keep an eye out because I know I'm interested in knowing right. what's in that box. Well, yeah, man. Alton, Gene. Thank you so much. Love you guys. We love you guys. Hey, love you guys too. Tell Federico, give Federico our love. You know, you're gonna talk to him before I do. So, you know, he's part of the he's t- part of the dog pound. So he is. You know. And thank you guys, man, because you know what? There's so many times I tune into you guys, man. You guys show the dog father's barbecue love. You guys are sporting the shirt. We got our own sound effect. <laughs> Christy's on it. <laughs> she didn't even look at me. I pointed over at her. She didn't even break I, eye you don't contact. Need to tell me she just she knew. She just I knew. I got it. this. Wow. Love having you, know, you guys thank on. You guys very much, man. This is always a blast. Anytime you uh, need a, a you know fill guest spot or a co-host, whatever, man, holler. I'm here. Hell yeah! All right, guys. Thank you so Thanks, guys. much. Awesome. Yep. Hold up while we awesome, do the outro, awesome, guys. We'll be back. Awesome. Uh, unbelievable. Great. I knew it was going to be a great conversation. Like I said, it's just it's just the, the passion they have for it. It truly comes out to the forefront of it yeah, all. Absolutely does. It's just genuine, right down home. Yep. It's uh, it's tremendous. And tremendous. as um, I don't know who said it, I think it was uh, Alex, smoothest voice in barbecue. That's right, baby. He's got the smoothest voice. Him and Brother James. And all of Barbecue. Him and Brother James. You just know. You just know it's them. For Love sure. It. Love it. Awesome, awesome. What's going Thank on you. next week? Next week, I need I just I need to call, I'm gonna actually talk to him this tonight. Um, Brother Rick Galindo. Ooh. Rick Galindo's barbecue, Galindo's barbecue, and Rick's barbecue and specialties on YouTube. He's going to be joining us. All right. So I just got to touch base, make sure we're still on. Beautiful. But uh, I will call Busy month this month. Short. Busy, busy, Woo! busy. Just talked to the boys from Baseball and Barbecue. We're going to work out a date for next month with them. Oh, it's going to be good. We're By good. the way, I'm really loving your hat. I love, I'm a blue, Yeti, baby. a blue guy. I love blue. Yeah. And light blue, that is, it's doing it for yep. me. I don't know what it is. New Yeti hat. Yeah. Yeti, holler at your boy. Nice. <laughs> well, that's it for this week, folks. I'd like to thank you all for joining us. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and notification bell. You have all our episodes right there at your fingertips. On social media, find us at the links down below. Right Pit there. Life Barbecue, mm-hmm. New England Pitmasters, Barbecue, barbecue Broker. Broker. All I got. All bunch of what he said. (laughs) What he said. Questions (laughs) and comments, send them to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. We can't thank you guys enough. You guys are awesome. Love the support, the love you guys give us week in, week out. We're truly blessed to hang with all of you. You're everyone's family in here. Love you guys. Thanks for every week supporting us. That's right. Speaking of week, till next week. Keep the smoke rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.